Hello and welcome to Ramjack and the Dance of the Trout King. Hello everyone, I am Alex and joining me today for Ramjack is our good friend and your co-host, Brad. Hello, hi, hey. Hi. Guys, we got a great show for you. I'm taking a cue from our last episode and putting a twist throughout the show on everyone's oh. favorite game. Well, okay, one of the ones that's, I guess, enjoyable to most, and that's How Does It End? But oh. today, we're doing the Dating Edition. Whoa! I've collected a whole batch of true dating stories. I'm going to take Brad up to a certain point, ask him how it ends, and then I'm going to uh, unravel the, the actual truth and see how close Brad comes. Nice. I can't wait to hear these tales. Why wait? Let's get started right now. All right. Have we ever gotten to, a, a, the, like, the this fast? Have we ever gotten, like, into listen, it? Listen, sometimes you're just going to get into it. Sometimes you listen, make Brad, it happen. This story... Uh, run on Thought Catalog's September 20th, 2014's article, 21 Guys and Girls Reveal the Worst First Date They've Ever Had. Oh, nice. I bet I can beat them. <laughs> Alex, who's 25. Not me. Not me. Mm. I'm 32. It's been a long time. My date and I went to a little sushi place she picked, and she ordered an Almer... Let me start over. My date and I went to a little sushi place she picked, and she ordered an Arnold Palmer with her food. The waitress didn't know what it was initially, and my date had a made a huge deal before explaining that it was half tea and half lemonade. She continued to be incredibly rude to the waitress. Snarky remarks, smug attitude, really snappy. This went on for about 15 minutes, and eventually my date says to me, this waitress sucks and is such a bitch, right? What happens next, Brad? Um, I, first of all, I, I just have to comment on ordering an Arnold Palmer at a sushi place. Like, what's up, heard I had a bullshit? Like, fuck you. <laughs> Yes, um, we have tea, and we have soft drinks and water. Um, uh, how about an Arnold Palmer? I'm sorry, what? You don't know what you a- don't You don't even know what that is? No, I know what it is. You're just a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. There's no confusion. It was just like, I, that's what I thought you said, man. It's it's fine. Um, what happened? Okay. What happens so next she, on this date? So this she says the waitress sucks. And uh, he says... Um, no, bitch, you're just an idiot. And uh, he uh, he he throws uh, a normal drink in her face, <gasps> and uh, um, she storms off to go to a monster truck rally. And like I don't know, she like dies of uh, tuberculosis. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! What a twist. I like that's an interesting that's an interesting end to a date. Um, let me tell you how it actually ended. This went on for about 15 minutes, and eventually my date says to me, that waitress sucks, and she's such a bitch, right? Because she was so hot, and I, I did the pushover cowardly thing and was like, yeah, kind of. Turns out the waitress was my date's best friend, and they were playing a prank on me. But she was so shocked that I would agree to, to what I, that I agreed to that, you know, that she was a bitch. That was just awkward from that point on. Haven't heard from her since. 
What? What kind of weirdo Daycon is that? Um, that is the what, what? That's a weird test. Like, no, don't you? You won. You won because you don't want to end you up won. in a relationship where like somebody's gonna pull like psychological tests on you. Isn't she a bitch? Yeah, kinda. Fuck you. That's my best friend. What? Come in here, Gabriel. What's up? I've been her best friend for five years. Fuck you. Like, I don't even understand why. Like... I mean, I feel like the test is like, um, when she orders a, an Arnold Palmer and you don't slap her face. <laughs> I don't believe in violence against women, but maybe if somebody orders an Arnold Palmer at a sushi place, they should get their face slapped. Not hard. <laughs> Just like a, what? What? Just to make sure they're okay, because they might be having a stroke. <laughs> and you want to make sure that they're still responsive, and not like in some weird, like, uh, I don't know, a crazy coma. I don't know. That's very upsetting to me. It's upsetting, man. Soup's upsetting. The Arnold Palmer, not like the, the psychological test. That's just weird. I mean, yeah, I should have... <laughs> Maybe I should have presented it differently. Like, this is my first time presenting this spin on How Does It End. Okay. And you're right. I should have probably buried the Arnold Palmer no, uh, part can't. of it. No, I can't. I would have never been able to guess that. What did that would have said? <laughs> How does it end? She orders her drink. How does it end? Um, I don't know. I'm uh, definitely not an Arnold Palmer. Place? Arnold Palmer. No. 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 Gross. No. Worst date. Total failure. Alex, I had some, I've had some encounters with some motherfucking scooter bitches. Oh man! Like I, like every time you think for a second you might be like, maybe the world's okay and you're gonna be all right, and the fucking scooter bitch comes along and fucking hell, like always, goddamn nightmares. You think maybe this one's not gonna bother me? No, they're always gonna find a way. They're always going to find a way so i'm i was at i was at disney the other night um i'm at animal kingdom they now have like they stay open later um which is awesome because they they used to like close at like 6 p.m what yeah which is garbage like it's really awesome at night we're oh. paying these animals right <laughs> hmm they seriously. can work their shift <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's right black rhinoceros this is why your family gets hunted by creepy rednecks on a stupid podcast. <laughs> um, uh, so I'm, I'm waiting in a line. Oh man! And in front of me is a goddamn scooter bitch. And I'm like, oh fuck, a scooter bitch. And for a second, I'm like, maybe I should just like get out of this line because I don't want to <laughs> be behind a scooter bitch. Brad's like, hatred for the scooter bitch is so deep and so ingrained at this point that he... Yeah, why would you consider, uh, like, diminishing your happiness going on this ride well, just because of the mere presence well, of a scooter bitch? It's, it, was, it was the Expedition Everest ride, which is a fun time, and it was the single rider line. So, it's, so the line goes pretty quick. Um, also, I didn't realize they had a single rider line, and apparently they've always had it. Um... Maybe it's just been closed when I've been there before, because I haven't been to Animal Kingdom that much, but I was like, oh, didn't know this was here. <laughs> um, so I was like, well, you know, I can come back in like 10 minutes and she'll be long gone. Um, but I was like, no, I'm just going to do it. And so 
I and I'm I keep my I keep a little bit of distance between me and a scooter bitch, obviously. But even though I've left some distance, she fucking turns around to me and says, "I'm just warning you. I may need to, may need to back up and readjust myself, and I'm not very good at this." <laughs> oh man. I appreciate your honesty because I agree. I don't know you, but I agree. <laughs> um, but like, fuck you, fuck you. Like, just, <laughs> how about just don't be in a scooter? How about don't be in a scooter? Because guess what? You can't take a scooter on a ride. Um, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna get up to the front of the line, then you're gonna have to park your scooter and then walk over to the ride and get on the ride. Um, so just to be clear, this was a scooter bitch who. Did, wasn't confined to her scooter. This woman is riding a scooter around because she can't really walk. She's not as mobile. Yeah. But she will walk from her scooter that's parked. Oh yeah. To the ride to ride. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. She'll okay. walk the fifteen feet. No problem. Uh, listen, it's not, a scooter is not a wheelchair. Let's make this very yeah, clear. There's a huge some, difference between a motorized wheelchair and a scooter. Some a people scooter get them is for lazy assholes and monsters. No good persons in a scooter. Like, I don't give a fuck. You're not a good person if you're in a scooter. Maybe if you're, like, super, super, super old and not quite willing to admit you need a wheelchair. But no, I'm still not buying it. Fuck you. Don't be in a scooter. <laughs> but this, and this was more... She was, like, in her, like, 30s. Like, not... Uh, not no, fuck you. Fuck you. She's a monster. A goddamn monster. Um, so she says this about Bagel. Um, luckily, she doesn't back up into me. She does drive forward into her friends. Like, straight up hits her friends. Like, just drives into them. <laughs> doesn't stop plows through three of them before they like like she hits two people wow this is what they do this is what they do so why is she not good at it like there's not that much no, to drive none in a scooter of them are. none of them are good at it maybe scooters are terribly engineered or maybe these people are just fucking monsters no one knows how to drive a scooter no one driving a scooter knows how to drive a scooter no one I'm going to guess that there's a slow reaction time from the person driving it, and they're not actually, before they're actually moving around, testing to see, like, pickup speeds and actual turn radiuses, things you would normally do if you were going to operate a vehicle. So they just kind of wing it, and they don't understand how fast those things can rev up. What we need to do to solve this problem, Brad, besides getting rid of all the scooters, is, I would say, delaying, like... Like, definitely a slow rev up and, like, a max of, like, two miles per hour for, like, the first two minutes that you have one of these things in full drive. That way you move slowly at first, regardless of whenever you're trying to move. Alex, my mother had one in her home. And immediate stops. Immediate breaks. My mother had had two in her home. Like, there was two scooters in her home. Why do you need two? Does the battery run out? No, her husband. Oh, he, yes, my apologies. Like, he was he was on one of those things as well. Like, those, both those fuckers ha- owned them, lived with them, and in them and on them. Never did they learn how to not hit things. Never did they learn how to not hit things. It's human error. You got to take it out. We have self-driving cars coming. What we need are self-driving scooters. Are we just need to, like... You get know rid what? of scooters. You're right, Brad. I'm sorry. <laughs> let's just get rid of scooters, and let's get rid of the people riding scooters. <laughs> Every, let's have a convention. Everyone gets a free scooter, and those who come there, Goodbye. the gates come down. <laughs> Goodbye. And they don't come back up. Those <laughs> gates do not come back up. Wait, <laughs> oh. all these scooters are cardboard. Like, kicks them over, and they're just like cardboard stands that just fall. 
Just like a flat, fake cardboard scooter. Gates go <gasps> down. Never to go up again. Ugh. So, I am at work a couple weeks ago. There are two stalls in the bathroom. There's a regular stall and there's a handicap stall. And I hear someone knock at the handicap stall. Someone's clearly in there. I immediately think, whoever this person is needs to be stopped. Because if you <laughs> knock on a bathroom door, you're a terrible person. They need to go in with scooter bitches. <laughs> There's never an excuse to knock on a bathroom door. Unless it's like a small child that has been in a bathroom for a period of time. Like, that's the only scenario. Or like an old person that's clutching their chest before going into the bathroom. Maybe then. Maybe then and only then. Any other time, if you knock on a bathroom door, you're a monster. Don't. There's no need. There's never a need. Guess what? A public restroom, if the door doesn't open, that means there's someone inside there. Guess where you can't be? Where they are. <laughs> I will say, in only a slight defense, is that's not always the case. Let me tell you what's worse. Um, there are people at my work that, instead of knocking, just try to open a stall door. But and you not... can test it. You can test it and be like... But there's a limit to a test, I would say, that's safe. Like, I've seen people, like, try to grab it, like, three times, going back and forth, and be like, duh. Like, you don't need... <laughs> if it doesn't happen, like, if you just gently oh push the yeah, door the and thing. it doesn't give it, yeah, it's... That's, That's the same stupid. as knocking, yeah. yeah. Either way, it's not allowed. Because you know what? No one should ever speak in a restroom. There's no way to respond to that. Like, the best and only acceptable, like, if you are forced. Um, because, honestly, if I'm in a scenario and someone knocks on a stall door, mm -hmm. um, I will ignore it. Because guess what? You're going to take the fucking hint. <laughs> like, maybe you do a cough. But that's all I will allow. But Brad, Anything I've never else. been in a bathroom where that's how I'm gonna start doing that. If someone tries to open this the stall, I mean, I'm gonna go. <laughs> or just something. I I just say nothing because guess what? They'll figure it out. <laughs> nothing needs to be said. No speaking in restrooms. So I hear this knock, um, and it's not in my stall. So I'm like, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, and then. I hear this voice say, oh no, I don't think I'm gonna make it. And I was like, nope, what, what? Um, so I, I, I step out of the stall and I see a fucking scooter bitch, like straight up scooter bitch, also wearing sweatpants because I, I guess you just can't, can't buy pants large enough to fit you because you're a scooter bitch. Um, you're an- I- listen, I, I don't know if I should be talking shit about something at my- at a workplace, but like, if you can't wear pants, you can't have a job. <laughs> that's my rule. I think that's fair game. You, you haven't mentioned on this podcast in particular which place you work for or who these people are by name. It's- If you can't wear pants, you can't have a job. Can't have- you can't have a job. Also, uh, all the topics and thoughts presented on Ramjack are, you know- what, what's the disclaimer they say at the end of movies? May or may not be fictional. It's this fine. is true. This, this is one hundred percent true. It may, if you true. can't, if you can't to... wear pants, you can't have a job. That's a good. Yeah. Figure it out. Buy yourself a sewing machine and make your own giant pants. Get yourselves twelve yards of fabric and make it happen. Like I can't. I can't. I can't. Also, oh no! I don't think I'm gonna. Should have you I guess you maybe maybe you should have charged up that scooter picked up a little more speed. I don't know <laughs> In my mind you were about to say that the one guy who urinated on his shirt was back 
and oh. somehow he had made it into this bathroom, and it oh. got worse. Oh, at least that no. at least that man wore pants. That is a good. That's a good. Uh, yeah. Why did you blow that interview? I thought you had the job. Yeah, I'm overly qualified. Was wearing shorts. Guy kicked me right out. He said on principle alone. Stood up to shook his hand, looked at my shorts, and said, "Good day." Haven't heard from him. Sweat. You can't wear sweatpants at work. Like, I like. I'm sorry. You're morbidly obese. I'm sorry. You can't wear sweat. Like, listen. Brad, they make some. They make some gigantic pants. You can buy some very true. large pants. Like, buy Are you sure. Buy pants. Are you sure it wasn't like the homecoming of Orlando and like? It was like one of those homecoming days where it's like, everyone wear your uh, pajamas on Wednesday. That's that's what day it is during Spirit um, Week. Well, then it's Wednesday all, all, very often. <laughs> Wednesday seems to roll around about five times a week. I was up for that big promotion. I, I didn't get it. Why? Sweatpants. You wear sweatpants to work? Well, yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, dude, I'm sorry about your uh, monsters. 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 Like, there's no way around it. They're bad people. Like, I am fine saying that. If you're riding a scooter, you're a bad person. It's just a fact. Someone prove me wrong, please. I would love to find a scooter bitch that I could like say, you know what? That's a great scooter bitch. It's never gonna happen. Can't happen. Won't happen. I don't think I. I, I Some people are just bad people. <laughs> just as a people is what you're saying. Yeah. Look, if circumstances ever find you in a scooter in that capacity, you've got to just consider that you're a bad person. Yeah. Straight up. I like honestly. I I I, I can't imagine like if I would end up in some kind of scenario where I had to be on one of those things. Never. 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 Could never, never, no, no, no. There's no way. Absolutely no way. You would You'll crawl never... across the ground with your bare hands to get to where you're going, other than riding a scooter. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I admire yeah. you because of that, Brad. I admire you for many reasons, friend. Well, but, but that's... again, like, if you need a wheelchair, that's a separate issue. Yeah. <laughs> like, <sighs> there's no reason why you would need. Like, also, if you're using a scooter for a wheelchair, out of like. Okay, this is a super edge case. Don't know why you would ever do that. But if you need a wheelchair, but the scooter's the only thing there, okay, sure. But if you're someone, all things being equal, and you're someone who can walk, and you're choosing to use a scooter, Brad has confirmed through observation and experience that you are a bad person. Yeah. And there's a convention that's happening. (laughs) Oh, boy. You want to go to. Oh, boy. Brad, I... This kind of leads to a, a, a series of stories that I have, because I need to know if the people who've lived in my house before me, my new house, were monsters or not. Okay, probably monsters. So, I met my neighbors the other day. I was taking the trash out. They introduced themselves, and then another neighbor came out with their dog, and we chatted outside on the street for about an hour, I would say, quick, or 45 minutes at least. Quick question. What kind of dog? Um... A super tiny, I can't think of the name right now, but a wiener dog. 
super tiny. Okay. It's it's right. absolutely adorable, Love Brad. It. I okay. thought about you immediately. Sold. There's, there's a lot of really nice like show dogs in this neighborhood, Brad. I'm gonna snatch up some yep. dogs. I've oh, been looking at him, thinking. I'm, hmm. I'm coming for a visit with a bag, with a big burlap sack. That collie could place <laughs> easily in Florida. No, I don't. That one's for Brad. Go on. There's a big dog that's no. next door. Not the little tiny adorable little dog. This one. All the dogs look good. I think they'd show really well. Hmm. There was also a dog that I knew was a show dog because it walked with that kind of just air about it. Mm-hmm. And it was a super tiny dog walked by a very large man who was very mad he was walking the dog. It was kind of awesome just to see. Amazing. A lot of stories in this neighborhood, Brad. A lot of stories about this house. Now, the woman across the street said, Now, listen. Everyone who's lived in your house... A little weird. Oh. <laughs> a little weird. Oh, you gotta raise the bar. <laughs> so I, I told them after they told me these stories, I don't think we'll be as entertaining and or demanding on you as the previous neighbors have been. But I can't make any promises. Let me. Let you have to tell me whether these are monster stories or not, Brad, because oh, I'm not 100 percent sure. So, three owners ago, we're gonna call them the original owners, but I don't know if they were or not. They had. A teenage son learning to drive. The next door neighbors across the street were out on vacation, gone for like a week or two weeks. Someone was learning to drive, somehow managed to go oh. from our garage across the street and into their garage by backing up, destroying their garage door, and wrecking their car inside their garage. What the fuck? He was backing up, Brad. I'm not sure how to tell you how much space there is between there, but it's a it's a pretty fair distance. Now we're not we're not on top of each other, but my driveway is easily I'm trying to think ten yards, maybe. Like it's a it's a fair clip. It's it might be two hundred feet. I don't know. Anyway, all that to say, and now it can't be two hundred feet. It's way more than that. All I'm saying is. It's a little bit too far for that to be a backup accident. <laughs> oh, boy. They were on vacation. When they got home, their garage door was broken, and their car inside was wrecked. Think about that for a second. They come That's... home to just that, and they're like, oh, what the fuck happened? Okay, uh, they okay. kids stole the car, smashed up the car, um, and then like hit the, hit the garage um, in an effort to uh, throw them off the tracks. Yeah. So they don't know what happened and their other neighbors are kind of are basically saying, "Look, we're not we don't want to we don't want to cause any trouble. But you know who did this? That boy across the street did it. He did it about a week ago." And they're like, "Holy shit." And they're like, "Don't worry about it. We've been watching the house. We're making sure everything's on the up and up." But you want to talk to him about it. We're making sure everything's on the up and up except that <laughs> that part's not on the open. Why didn't what they call the cops? What do you do in that situation? Why didn't they call the cops? That's that's what I would do. And as a neighbor, I'll guarantee that. That's that's an Alex just, guarantee. No, those people did it, <laughs> right? Oh, they definitely that did would it. be awesome. Oh, we've, we've been keeping an eye on making sure things, everything's on the up and up, except that time that that guy next door uh, drove a car in, into your car. Yeah, so a week went by. No one came over to tell them. They didn't confront anyone about it. A letter comes in the mail from the people across the street explaining the situation and apologizing for what happened. 
The owners of this house sent them a physical letter a week after they returned back from their vacation apologizing for what happened. That same week, one of the boy's friends, also learning to drive, backed up over that person's mailbox and did over $400 worth of damage to their yard. So did they call the cops at any point? I don't know. I'm telling you what I know. Brad, are these monsters? I'm assuming so. These are super monsters. Like, yeah. Like, that's, that's property damage. That like That's like lawsuit. Like, what are you talking about? What do you do in a neighborhood that's this tight, Brad? You bat, your child, your stupid, dumb child who's just learning to drive, destroys a neighbor's garage door and their car, and no one's home. Do you fucking you call, call the, the police? Guys, I'm sorry I did a bad thing, or my child did. Help us help this. Let's get a tarp up. Let's make sure, let's make sure everything's... Can you guys come patrol to make sure no one's going to invade these people's homes? Like, oh, make it right, yeah. right? And definitely yeah. tell them when they get home. Like, guys, yeah. I know you might be angry. You, you you have to leave, like, I mean, you have to leave some kind of, like, note immediately. Yeah. Uh, ask ask any other neighbors if you, if you know someone you could contact, a way to contact them to let them know immediately. Oh. Yeah. So monsters. Monsters. They move. Obviously, they don't make it in the neighborhood after Clearly. doing that. Obviously not. Clearly. A, a woman moves in who is a was a, B, a VP for GE. I can't remember what she Wait, did. Sorry. Just to go back for a second. Um, there's a huge chance that that, that uh, son may eventually drive a scooter. <laughs> Do we know that it wasn't a scooter? <laughs> it wasn't a car accident. It was a scooter accident. Oh, boy. That wouldn't surprise me at all. At all. So, new people move in. Mm-hmm. It's a woman. She's married, but her husband is in the Merchant Marines as an engineer, traveling all over the world. They, like, oh never see each other. Oh, but they, they're married. He's, they a call, he's a murderer. He's a spy wow. for uh, the Secret Service or something. Um, obsessed with dogs. Might, okay. be a, might be a slight hoarder. Ooh, but of no. cherished, but of cherished things. Basically, holding on to things that are wicked old that you shouldn't hold on to. But other than that, like a very successful, <laughs> of she's cherished a, things. I'll, I say that. I'll, I'll clarify in a second. All right, all right. She's a vice president at GE for crying out loud. Like one of their aeronautics yeah. divisions. Like she's what very wealthy and she knows what she's doing. A little kooky, as the neighbors said. A bit weird. <laughs> so. She lives here for a while. Her husband gets out of the Merchant Marines. Is like, I'm done being an engineer. I'm moving in with you, finally, wife. Uh, of like seven or eight years. Now we can live together. I'm going to be a doctor. Moves here, goes to school at UC, and is now a practicing physician. Their marriage doesn't make it, though. Because apparently they can be married, but they can't be in the same house as each other for a prolonged period of time. One would argue see each other at all because when they went to the airport, they couldn't recognize each other. Like they hadn't seen each other in such a long time. First-hand account of the neighbor. Don't know if any of this is embellished. I don't think so because what I'm about to tell you is crazy. So their marriage goes south fast. Mm -hmm. The guy here starts going over to the neighbor's house across the street and says, look, me and my wife, we're struggling through some stuff. She wants me to sleep on the couch. Our couch is shit because she buys super expensive artsy furniture and there's no padding. 
cannot sleep on that thing. Can I sleep in your house? What? Have a guy out, Brad. Come on. Look, we're Can neighbors. I sleep in your house? Yeah, come on. It's cool. Let me just let you me just crash in the couch. You have a house to sleep in. That guy also fell asleep on the front yard. He was mowing the yard at like 11 o'clock at night. Already a monster. That is, uh, in my mind, mowing a yard at 11 o'clock at night in a neighborhood such as this is not something you do. Period. I don't care. You, well, you don't do it any... I mean, let's take let's take away like the what an asshole you are. Um, just think of the practicality. It's dark. You need to be able to see where yeah. you're going. Like, you'll like run over something and like some, a rock will shoot out and murder you. Like, Put, you can't. Push mower, don't know how he saw, because there are no street lights on this block. It is super yeah. safe. Like, this is almost what, I guess, the ideal of, what was it, like, 50s or 60s neighborhoods. Like, everyone knows each other. It's all on the up and up. It's it's picturesque. It's crazy, Brad, where I live now. All that to say, super safe. He was mowing outside at night, and all the neighbors were like, oh, that crazy guy. Mower stopped, and they're like, oh, good for him. As everyone drives to, in the morning, like, drives to work, they pass the house. There's the lawnmower where it, like, right in front of the tree in the middle of a half-mowed yard, and he has fallen over and is sleeping on the front yard. <laughs> he fell asleep while mowing the yard. He passed out. He passed out. He, he got drunk, started mowing in the middle of the night. It all makes sense now, and then he, like, fucking passed out. He can't like, sleep on the couch, Brad. It's one of those artsy, hard couches. So buy of course an air gonna... mattress. Like, oh, fuck you. If that but bitch I... wants to keep me up on this stupid furniture, I'm gonna keep her up with a lawnmower. The, I, I... I... The idea, I don't like to play this card, but I, the idea of like, of you have a home and you, you don't, you're, you're asking to sleep somewhere else. I fucking wished I had a shitty couch to sleep on at a time in my life. Fuck you. Sleep in your fucking house, you fucking monster. Oh, monster. Monster. Let me kick it up for you, Brad. Oh. The... The couple ate dinner with the people across the street, my neighbors, for two years straight. Like, like, every night, explain. every no, night they no. would go over to the neighbor's house no, for dinner. No. no. For two years straight. Two years. What? Brad, we have a fully, we have a nice, large kitchen in this house. I don't understand. These neighbors to got every night for two years. I no, no, I no. I've never had dinner every night with the same people living under the same roof. That's impossible. <laughs> you fuck. Oh, fuck monsters, monsters, monsters of the highest order. Not done. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> when they moved out. They had to use a crane to get the safe out of the basement. What? Because the husband um, had over 40 guns in the basement. Fuck. And he kept them and no. he kept his most no. prized ones in a giant va- a safe that had to be lifted out of the basement. Why did the safe have to be lifted out of the basement? It weighed too much. They couldn't physically lift it out of the basement. I think they how used did a safety, it get into the basement? I think through a through a crane. Don't know how. Don't don't know where how that would have happened in any place in this house. 
What? Over 40 guns, Brad. Huge basement You're, collection. Fuck, fuck you, no. Made his own can't. ammunition. No. Oh, like my uncle. Cool. Um, no, can't do it. You're a monster. Um, let me ask you... Okay, I'm continuing on this. Out, you pass out on your lawn. You can't have... If you pass out mowing your yard at 11 o'clock at night, um, guess what? You aren't allowed to have a gun ever. <laughs> also, nobody's allowed to have a gun ever. Let's just do that as well. Well, we're at it. <laughs> um, in addition to the scooter lovers of the world, there is a free gun expo <laughs> at a, this disclosed location. Please go there at your nearest convenience for guns. Yeah. The gates yeah. will open once. <laughs> That's right. Hack now. Um, their second dog was a runner. And by that, I mean the runner of the worst caliber at the door, open. If you're not watching, dog just zips out. Runs. It doesn't want to be there because like, the dog deserves better. Runs all over the neighborhood. Normally not a problem, except this dog was nosy. If an, It would just run. If someone else had the door open to another house, it would run up and just go into their house. Oh, boy. One Christmas. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, are we getting this? Oh, I can't. One Christmas, the people who lived in this house were going out of town and said, Hey, neighbor, would you mind watching our runner dog? for no! two weeks during the Christmas holiday season? A fucking pet hotel. They said yes. No. The answer's no. Unless, like, you know the dog and the dog's super cute, the answer's no. But yeah, if anybody's listening that has a cute dog, um, I'm always available to watch your cute dog. As long as it's not a runner. Unless it's really cute. Last thing I'll say is... The marriage didn't work out. They actually had to live. Wait, wait, wait. Was that was that all with the with the Christmas? Oh, I, the only other story is that it got out all the time and went into other people's okay. houses and caused a gigantic ruckus. People screaming as a dog, a foreign dog, okay. just in the I, house. I just, other I dogs was just fighting immediately, dog. I was immediately going to a Christmas story. Like it's eating the turkey. Like it's destroying presents. Okay. I haven't heard all the stories about the Christmas holiday, like this Christmas with the neighbor's dog, which should probably be a movie. Um, it already is. Well, yeah, kind of, I guess. Um, but I will, when we get together for the monthly Bunko game, which they invited us to. What? <laughs> what? Even heard of Bunko, Brad? <laughs> no. Bunko is a dice game that anyone can play. Cool. And the neighbors get together. There's actually two competing Bunko groups. There's the, oh, the young woman's Bunko group. For all the ladies who are in the neighborhood that are younger. And then there's just the family bunko group. And let me tell you, the family bunko group is super jealous and possibly very judgmental about the other group. I, Alex, I, I, I know this place is supposed to be really nice. <laughs> are you sure you didn't move into hell? Well, this sounds like the fucking worst. <laughs> it's dry heat. <laughs> okay, so the last part of that couple, when the divorce got really bad, because um, it was not mutual, there was a lot of hate, apparently. Um, yeah, they don't even recognize each other. <laughs> of course there is. What does that guy look like again? That dude that I... Uh, 
He gave me like a ring or like a necklace or something. Oh no, it was a ring. It's a ring. Ring. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, we What's got married. Like? Is that him? Oh, oh no. that's wow. You look different. Ooh. Different. Ooh. So he waits till she's out of the house, takes her prized books and burns them in the fireplace. Oh fuck you! You don't burn a book. Book burners are immediate monsters. Yeah, book burners super monsters. You can't. These, these weren't expensive expensive books. These were books that meant something to her. That's, Obviously, yeah. this guy was a catch. Oh. I don't I, I don't know that much about her. All I know is a lot of stories about him. Pretty sure. I don't know. I, I, he may have been the problem. I don't know. I am oh boy. Things got worse. He took what? one of. He took her table, a table that she cherished, only worth about $20 or $30, just normally like at a yard sale. Like it was not an, it was an old, just crazy table. <laughs> took it out to the front yard. I love it, that. I love you like, ah, it's just a regular table. It's a well, $20 table. Oh, fuck that stupid table. $20 there's a, table. There's a reason I give it a retail value. All right. All right. And actual retail value is $19.95. Thank you. <laughs> he opens the garage, mm-hmm. makes a point to take it out pretty close to the street really loud gets gloves on gets a sledgehammer gets goggles on goes to town on it destroys the table smashes it into smithereens leaves it there for her to find on her way when she comes back home yeah these people that's a straight up monster healthy and so this guy's a doctor so that guy is a doctor (laughs) i don't know where he practices i don't know his name that guy's a doctor So great. In the end, when they got divorced and left and split and sold the house, in their divorce agreement, he had to have that table he decimated fully restored. It cost him about eight hundred dollars <laughs> to have that table pieced back together after his demise. That's psychotic. Brad I need you to be real with me. Am I a monster? <laughs> I bought this house for monsters. Be honest with me. Be Alex. I mean, be careful, please, Alex. but be honest. Alex, are you sitting in a chair or scooter right now? I'm in a chair. Okay, all right, all right. Well, then, ha- then you're still safe. Um... Watch out! What you? What if you're in a cursed house? What if you turn into a fucking monster? It's gonna be the winter. It's gonna be cold. I'm going to go to turn on the fireplace, and suddenly I'm screaming because there's a match in my hand that I was using to bake a cake, and there's a book in the fireplace. Oh boy! Oh no! I don't know, man. All I'm saying is, I monsters have lived here, and I think we're gonna buck the trend, and this All is right. now a monster-free zone. Nice. Clear it out. Clear it out. It's cleared out. Cleared out. That is... that. Those are some... Mo- Alex, I feel like next April Anarchy, I feel like uh, you've got some contenders. Oh, yeah. Better hold on to those. I don't... Oh. How do these people know so much about the people who lived here? I've never been that close with neighbors, ever. Yeah. When that's... I lived in Jackson, I was, you know, good friends, best friends at the time with my, my next-door neighbor... Mm-hmm. Still didn't know as much stuff as these people know about the people who lived here. Yeah, and we were really good friends. I don't. 
Like, how are these people this close? Is this what people do in neighborhoods? Like, were, are you close with any of your neighbors? Or fuck, fuck no. Fuck. Of course I, not. No, I don't. I know. I don't. I don't have time for that nonsense. I, I don't. I no. That's not what we do. It's 2016. You don't like. You don't like have to like go to your neighbors for bunko and like dinner and oh fuck. <laughs> Guys, I will give you a full report and maybe there'll be more monsters stories. Cool. I don't know. Alex, I need a full bunko report. <laughs> <laughs> You guys will get it. Emily's going to the first Bunko meeting of the of the ladies Bunko group, oh, which again, no. I think they're feuding Bunko groups. I don't know if we can actually oh, be a part. Boy. I don't know if the household can be like a committed part of either group, one or the other. I but mean, she's going Wednesday. I'll have fresh stories by the next please. episode. Please have her call. Have her call and give a report from Bunko Division. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, that would be amazing. Please, um, hey. If any of you live in a neighborhood that, like, does a bunch of bullshit, like, please let us know what tell that's us about. about. Yeah, tell us about your neighbors. Are people lived in your house? Like, I've never had, like, I, I've told stories about the house I owned before this, or the one I, you know, uh, lived in, where the one guy was the bartender, or not, uh, the owner of a bar and had crazy parties, and they had to kick him out. Like, they repossessed that. Like, that story, I think, is tame compared to everything I just said to you. Yeah. This was also just passive conversation on the street. Like, I'm sure there's tons of other There's tons of other stories. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's that's upsetting. I don't like it. I don't like it. Brad. Be careful, Alex. Be careful. You're telling me. Um, Brad... Let's continue. Um, how does it end? Dating edition. I have another oh story for you to continue with for me, okay? All right. 33-year-old John. I'd been talking to this girl for a few weeks, and she finally asked if I wanted to get together on a Saturday afternoon. I happily agreed. Even when she asked me to wear a suit, I figured it was odd, but thought that we were going somewhere fancy, which I was excited about. Brad, how does this end? (laughs) Oh no! Um, she she tricked she tricked him into like going to like her sister's wedding or something awful, like some stupid bullshit. Oh, um, but actually it was just a test. It was an elaborate (laughs) ruse uh, because she wanted to test how he would interact if she did something as insane as tricking him into going to a wedding on a first date and pretending that they'd been in a long-term relationship because she's a lunatic. But actually, it's just a test. (laughs) The whole wedding is a test? Yes. Hired actors? Yes. This is actually my best friend. (laughs) Yes, when she came on to you in the uh, backstage before the wedding, like, I just can't get married. Save me from this. That was a test. You passed that one because she went through with it, but fuck you. This whole wedding was a ruse. That would be actually fucking awesome. Why can't why can't there be like a, a reverse catfish show where people just purposefully entrap people in the most insane like we purposefully try to make it crazy and then at the end it's like, hey, you've been catfished. <laughs> what? I was gonna say I don't think that's reverse cat well, I guess that's reverse catfish. No, well the, it's it's not a negative connotation like obviously you're but you're you're doing no, no. It. We're purp- That's purposefully catfishing. Yeah. It's still the same thing. You were still, Yeah. But there must be like some sort of resolution that's good. Like, hey, look. Yeah, we catfished you. Here's twenty thousand dollars. What? Good resolution yeah. is um everybody gets to watch like Max and Neve like <laughs> call somebody out on some shit. That's a. Yeah. Well, that's okay. Look, maybe it's not the best idea. It still need, it needs to go to like a writer's room. I think you guys need to figure it out. I don't know. All right. All right. All right. It's just a, it's a freebie, guys. Take it. All right. Me. All right. Um, uh, 
I figured it was odd, but thought we were going somewhere fancy, which I was excited about. Oh boy. We were not going anywhere fancy at all. We were going to her aunt's funeral. <gasps> she told me she needed someone with her, but knew if she told me I would, I would have said no. Obviously, I would have liked a little heads up on it. So I spent our entire first date meeting her weeping relatives at a funeral. Oh, that's kooky town. That what? I. What? Uh, Why would you want somebody with you at a funeral? Uh, Why would you want your first date to be a funeral? Like, I, I, if I go to a funeral, I don't want to, like, I don't want to be around people. I don't, I don't, know. I don't want people. Oh. Like, ugh. Why would you want new people at a funeral? That's weird. Who is this? Oh, uh, this is John. <laughs> oh, you guys dating? Kinda. <laughs> Maybe. If he's Hopefully. lucky. Oh boy. Oh, well, that's nice. I'm glad to see some some glimmer of hope. Now, now that Beatrice is gone from my life. <laughs> be good to you, her, boy. Be good baby. to her like I couldn't to her aunt. Oh, you promised me, boy. Uh, like, I, wh- I just can't. Like, I can't wrap my mind around not wanting. Like wanting to have somebody there for you at a funeral, I would I would want to be so not uh, no, no new people at funerals. It's not allowed. He said their first date. Are they still together? What's that second date? Like how do you beat that? Like how do you? <laughs> like what tops that? Second date, uh, uh, hey, I'm so glad you're here. I need to have somebody with me. I'm having my wisdom teeth out. (laughs) (laughs) This is weird. (laughs) Wear a cardigan sweater. It's cold in the dentist's office. (laughs) Hey, I need you to wear a baseball outfit. (laughs) Meet me here. Um, wait, explain that. Wait, wait, where's that going? I, you got a baseball uniform on. You would think it's to play baseball. It ain't. What is it? It's a costume party. Oh. <laughs> all right. It's just, all right. All right. Just a costume party that actually is a baseball game. Surprise. Oh, I'm very confused by this bit. I don't understand what's happening. I don't anymore. either, man. I'm just telling you, this is... How else, how else do they... Like, how do these things escalate? You can't, you can't start at a funeral and expect this relationship to be normal. Like how is how is their wedding if they got married? Like did they get married at a funeral? Like how does that? Oh. We got it was only fitting we get married where it all started. Oh boy! At another one of her aunt's funerals. Oy. Fucking hell! Like that's I I just I can't I cannot. I have no idea, man. I, maybe she's trying to one up a cousin over there. Like maybe she's got the hottest dates. I don't know. Obviously. He's 33. This must have happened when he was younger. I don't think it happened to him at 33. I think think if he if this happened to him at 33, she was what? Even if she's like five years apart, above or below, that's too old to pull something like this. Yeah. This is something that I would assume a child did. Like, okay, I'm in my early 20s, and you know what? I think this might be. You know, this might. Be, I'm just. I'm kooky like that. I think this might be a good idea to just take this guy on a date with me. I could get that. Maybe. I think it's fucking weird. I- 
forget the date thing. I'm just like, I can't deal with the fact of someone wanting to bring a, another person to a funeral. Oh. Wanting to bring a, someone to a funeral is insane to me. Like a new person that's completely unconnected that you don't have a connection to to a funeral is insane. That is weird. <laughs> like that, I cannot abide. Unless it's for like super, unless it's for like close emotional support. Like, look, you were my best friend. We've been best friends forever. You knew how important this person was to me. Hey, friend, I'll be there for you. This is a stranger. This They've just been stranger. talking. You've been chatting for a week, maybe two, over text. You've never met this person. It's a stranger. It's a stranger. For all you know, they they have they're a scooter bitch. You don't know. <laughs> You've never met. Look. Are you up? Are you up for something Saturday night? Sure. Wear a suit. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Surprise! Are you ready to see a dead person? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, so, uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, uh, I bet Aunt Beatrice would have liked that movie. <laughs> she loved the movies. <laughs> Oh, by the way, Aunt Beatrice, she's the one in the coffin right there. <laughs> you know, the dead body in the center of the room. You know, I mean, he... I would like to give John the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he owned it. Maybe he came up and said, like, fancy meeting you here. You frequent this place? Like, just made weird, morbid... I mean, obviously that's oh. corny and stupid, but what else do you fucking do in that other than just, like, dead silence, like, wide-eyed, like, holy shit... What is happening? I. When did she tell him? <laughs> he makes it. I. We only know what's in did, the story. Like, did she like say, "Hey, meet me at this address, and it's a funeral parlor"? I hope um, so. Did she pick so. him up? Did like, Ooh. like what? When did he know? Did she call like an hour before? By the way, funny story. Um, when? How? What? <laughs> oh, man. Brad, that's do you want That's the most upsetting thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Brad, do you want another one really quick before yes. we move on? Yes. Give me another um, one. I gotta like, clear the palate. Gia, 23. This guy tried to be really sweet and surprised me by taking me to a book signing by a well-known author. Because he knew I was a big reader. Oh no. How does the date end, Brad? <laughs> How does this end? It ends with her having a an autographed copy of Glenn Beck's latest book on her shelf. <laughs> um the problem was that the well known author And Coulter was my awful ex who cheated on me and nearly ruined my life. I didn't want to be mean to my date, so when we pulled up, I told him I was really hungry and would rather go eat because I didn't want to get into the whole story. He got really upset and said I was unappreciative and he would rather just take me home. I was going to explain it to him over dinner, but he was such a jerk at that point, I just chalked it up as a loss and moved on. Um... 
Um. Uh. Okay, Gia. But first, um, hey, Gia. Um, <laughs> what's with your humble brag story? Like, oh, this bullshit. Like, oh yeah, I used to date this famous author. Um, he's super famous. Uh, this other guy that was trying to date me tried to take me to one of his signings, and I was like, oh no, fuck you, Gia. Fuck <laughs> you. I'm not buying any of it. No. First of all, there's five famous authors. We don't have famous authors anymore. It's 2016, so there's like three people that have written a book. Like, nope, 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 nope. Like, who is the author? Why yeah, doesn't she? Why doesn't she just name drop the author? Yeah, I, come on. Because he doesn't exist. Because Jesus is shit. It's not real. Was it Glenn Beck? He's married, right? I don't. Oh, uh oh. Hmm. Who else would it be? I don't... I don't there's Tom Wolf. I, no, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. That's stupid. That's not a real story. Because there's, there's no way. There's absolutely no way. No First way, of all, huh? nobody surprises somebody by taking them to a book signing. Never happened. Nobody's into books in general. All right? That's not a thing. Like, you got to be more specific. Like, oh, he knew I was really into... I don't know, like, fucking murder mysteries, and there was gonna be a murder mi- Okay, something. You gotta- No, this story is bullshit. It's Imagine not real. It's too general. There's no specifics in this story. But I, I could see it happening only because they probably have been dated- They probably went on a few dates. He went to her house and probably saw the book there and was like, oh, that guy's in town this week. I'll just take her to- I'll just take her there. Like, this, this is obviously not a first date. This only happens in a Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan scenario. <laughs> That's the only way it happens. Um, I watched You've Got Mail over the weekend. Nice. Again, just Great as delightful movie. and wonderful as it, as it was. I, that, is a, that is the quintessential romantic comedy. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Classic. And it is yeah. exactly what, yeah. They should take this as a prompt for the next movie. Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, all CG. They look just like they did in You've Got Mail, mm-hmm. like younger mm-hmm. versions of themselves. They just voice the characters. Yeah. I want it to be that same kind of animation they used in the Polar Express, though, with Tom oh, Hanks. Fuck. Why don't they just be... Why can't they just be older and getting into a relationship? <laughs> nope. I want it to be CG, please. Oh, boy. Why can't they just be older and get in a relationship? Because this happened to Gia at 23. This doesn't happen to people who are older, because obviously this is not something that would happen to older people who understand the world, right? This doesn't happen to anybody, because this is a fake story. Gia's not a real person. If it's fake, why not make the people in it look fake? <laughs> Just buy it. Nice. <laughs> We're going to Polar Express this shit. Hardcore. <laughs> it's going to be in 3D. Hooray! 4D. Sure. You're going to feel when they, like, flip the pages of the book, you're just going to get a breeze on you and smell. Mmm. There you go. Manzies. Manzies. <sighs> Brad, you had, you've brought my attention to, I guess, a subreddit or a Reddit thread. Is this just a monster episode of Ramjack? <laughs> this is really, it's like all monsters. <laughs> Guys, um, we felt a little bad about how, not really, I mean, about how the monster bracket ended up. So we're bringing you monsters. It's it's monster times. It's monster times, guys. Um, so this is an article. Um, it's, uh, the headline reads, Teachers reveal the chilling behavior they witnessed from pupils who were destined to become criminals. Um, and this is a Reddit um, that is upsetting. 
And uh, there's some highlights. He was mad at me because I made him read you a math test. So he walked over to the classroom door. When I told him I would need to call the office if he left the room without permission, he proceeded to slam his own leg in the door about five times. Then he looked at me and said, Now my leg hurts, and I'm going to tell everyone it was your fault. That's when I realized I may be over my head with this class. <laughs> Yikes! Guys, I... Look, these stories, again, are from teachers who see these things coming. And there are, in some cases, telltale signs of, I would say, future problems in an individual. One of them is manipulation. One of them is cruelty to animals, which we'll get into some of these. Not, It's not going to be crazy. I don't think... Um... Oh, here's a crazy one. Here's a crazy one. Broke into his neighbor's yard. Stole his pet ferret. Killed it. Skinned it. Pinned it to the door of the neighbor's house. Holy shit. Five dot ellipses. More than once. (gasps) Okay, I forgot about that one. That one's pretty graphic and crazy. That's when I knew. That's when I knew, Brad. I was in over my head with this class. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I knew I was in over my head with this class. <laughs> I do love... I, I've been in circles with, um, I would say, grade school teachers who do try to one-up each other on the stories. <laughs> Any one of these instantly wins. Yeeks. How about this one? Grade 2. Very man- manipulative child. Threatens the other children. Um, the district psychologist comes in to observe. I tell the class that Mr. So-and-so wants to hang out with us for a period to see how cool things, the cool things we were learning about. The student in question shows model behavior all class, and as soon as Mr. So-and-so leaves, the student looks at me, winks, and says, How'd I do? Ah. That's Yikes. when I knew. <laughs> Yikes. And that's when I knew. <laughs> How about this one? I thought was actually this one. I was like, "Fuck," because it's just uh, female science teacher here. I was about two weeks into my first job. Another student dropped a pin by accident, so I bent over and picked it up. Straightened to find one of the biggest boys in the class, about 14 years old, standing right next to me. He got even closer and said, good girl. I was kind of shocked and just said, excuse me? And he replied with the creepiest tone and by giving my body a top to toe survey and then said, would you rather be a bad girl? Ah! My whole body just recoiled. He was later permanently excluded or like expelled due to um, sexual misconduct. For, for sexually coercing another student. Yeah. Pretty Yikes. sure he's in jail for sexual offenses now. Yikes. That is like, ugh. Like how do at 14, good girl. What? You want to be a bad girl. Like that's just, ah. Uh, no, 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 no. Brad, have you ever come in contact with a kid that I would that like this that you're thinking, "Ooh, this isn't going to end well?" <laughs> I I tend to stay away from like most children. Um True. So, no, I don't I'm not around children. I don't I would have to say while being a summer camp counselor, there have been a few times 
where I've seen kids, not to this level, I guess, of cruelty or just straight up, um, goodness, I don't even know what you would call the sexual harassment, um, but I have seen kids that I knew witness them being very manipulative to other kids, and it was weird. I don't, so it doesn't, these stories don't necessarily, I mean, I could see them being real, unlike the book signing story, which is obviously fake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I got another one I want to read here. Um, okay. I teach third grade, so this is a nine-year-old kid. Ooh. New kid had just arrived to a pretty rough neighborhood in big city with, from Wisconsin, accent and all. Nutty Kid, I love calling him Nutty Kid, Nutty Kid was super <laughs> helpful to New Kid on his first day. He explained all of our classroom systems, played with him at recess, the whole thing. So the next morning, before the bell rang, New Kid sees Nutty Kid and is like, Hey, he was nice to me yesterday, I'll go say hi. So New Kid goes up to Nutty Kid and says hi. Nutty Kid rolls his eyes at him, says, Whatever. New Kid starts to walk away, completely crushed that he's been rejected. For some reason, Nutty Kid decided then to jump New Kid and start beating the shit out of him. Wow. Nutty Kid takes New Kid to the ground and starts punching him in the face. An adult walked out to the playground to start monitoring. Monitoring doesn't start until 20 minutes before the bell is supposed to ring. And before the adult can get a good look at what's going on, the nutty kid starts tickling the new kid. New kid can't help himself and starts laughing, so the adult thinks nothing of it. Nobody knew what had happened until new kid came into my room limping and told me what happened. When nutty kid got pulled aside to explain what happened, he told the exact right story from new kid's perspective. When another student came forward and said they'd seen the whole thing happen, Nutty Kid managed to slip him a note, letting him know that he knows where a gun is in his house, and he'll use it to shoot him. <laughs> it was a fun day at work. <laughs> Why do they button it with those little things? I guess oh, what else boy. are you going to do? Like, how crazy is that? Like, you're beating the shit out of a kid, and then you see an adult come out, so you tickle him, so that they think you're just having fun. It's kids having fun. So help me God if you tell the you teacher. You tell anybody I swear I know where a fucking gun is. I'm gonna fucking murder you. Like, what hey. note? This is like a child. You couldn't write. Was it just pictures? Was it just? It's like, a nine. It's a nine-year-old Alex. House gun. <laughs> nine years old. You can write. You can do a lot of writing in nine, nine years old. I forget what grade is that. You said it. Second or third? Third grade. Okay, third grade. I think you're just starting to really get a handle on. Con- like composing sentences in paragraphs. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I don't remember. Really? Third grade, Alex. Third grade. You were doing multiplication tables. <laughs> like, like you. Third grade. I don't remember writing full up stories in third grade. Like, what would you? Okay, simple Alex, sentences. Third, okay, just for. I mean, to put it in perspective of me in third grade, third grade, like, I'm in the adult section of the of the library. <laughs> like, you can write, you can read and write sentences in the third grade. You can read and write sentences, but I don't know how, how would it... Fully. You can, okay. you can Maybe. definitely I, write, I know look, there's a gun in the house. And... There's a gun in your house. I know where it is. I will kill you. Tell the truth. Super, like, yeah. Alex, you well, learn to read and write... 
first, second grade. Well, you were you learned to read and write in like first grade. Yeah, but I think to write the kind of note that this kid would need to pass it secretly to the other student for me that requires like a a time and effort. I don't know. I don't know if it's something. Okay. I want to. Yeah, you're right. Surely that we wrote in third grade, and I'm just not remembering that. Yes. I do remember multiplication tables vividly. Yeah. But the reading and writing thing, I just didn't. I don't remember from third grade. It must have happened. Definitely, definitely happened. My apologies. My apologies. Um, <laughs> Can kids even read in the third grade? Not that it's in college, right? I didn't mean read. I was more like, can they can they write something that complex and like pass a note and the other kid read it and be like, holy shit, this kid knows where there's a gun in my house. Because that's a very particular third grader that can write, I know where there's a gun in your house. I'm going to come over and kill you um, if you I, don't tell the teacher I tickled I, you. I know, where the, I know where there's a gun in my house. Oh, I kid, thought, Nutty uh, Kid managed to slip him a note letting him know he knows where a gun is in his house and he'll use it to shoot him. Okay, I know I where there's a gun in my house. I'll use it to shoot you. I read that is that that kid knew there was a gun in that <laughs> other kid's house. And so help me God, I will break in and I will kill you in your sleep and blame your parents. And they'll they'll rot in prison even after you're dead, motherfucker. So you tell her who tickled who. Dearest other child, <laughs> I would like to inform you of this day forward... I have planted a weapon in your own domicile, and when you least suspect it, I will sneak in in the in the witching hour and use it to murder you. Don't think that's what the note said. Don't think that's what it said. I don't. I don't. Kids, man. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. Hiding guns in other kids' houses and just fucking hell. Putting the gun on the table. This is a dark episode. This is a dark. Like, can I make it brighter, just for a second, with some with some more random, I would guess, happenings around the world? Oh, Before, you don't want to talk about you don't want to talk about fun uh, news from Orlando instead. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. We talked about the scooter bitches. Oh boy. We talked about the scooter bitches. Yeah, that's enough. That's we. That's. Uh, Brad. Okay. You may want to clip this out, because I'm not sure. Did we talk about the procreation thing on the podcast before? No. Okay. If, if we have, stop me. We can just cut it out. Brad, I was at work, and we were talking about space randomly. And I don't know how it got brought up, but we eventually were talking about procreation in space and how it was dangerous. Not really dangerous. It's, it is dangerous for a child, because there's radiation in space that we can't really... We haven't got our, we haven't wrapped our minds around it, or our technology around it yet. There's a lot of dangers carrying a child to term in space. Sure. Taxing on your body, your body's not working the way it should because there's no gravity, whatever. So I was telling people at, at work this, like, hey, you know, I've read articles about it. There's this one I remember from NPR, so I looked it up. But I couldn't remember the name of the article, so I just typed in procreation in space. And I got procreation into the Google search. And then it auto-completed it. Like, hey, these are probably things you're looking for. First one, procreation in space. Exactly what I would want. Second one, procreation in heaven. And I stopped right there. Wait. And, and was just for a second thinking, what? <laughs> Brad, procreation in heaven. Um, Thoughts and feelings? This is the second term. Obviously, procreation in space. Obviously, people are searching that. There's a large amount of people googling procreation in heaven, and I want to, I want to know why. Uh, well, I, and I'm asking you, friend. 
I mean, like, we can all agree that the idea of heaven is stupid as fuck. Um, <laughs> we all know, look, we know this. But, like, the idea that, like, you want to, like, you you want to, like, make a kid. Not like, not it's, it's not like fucking in heaven. Like, hey, can we have sex in heaven? Um, that's not the question. No, we want to procreate. We want to make, like angel babies like what are you talking about can i have a baby in heaven it's gotten worse i've just typed into google presently procreation in first one is the bible Mm -hmm. the second one is head in heaven Mm -hmm. then it's in marriage then it's procreation in the sentence and the last one's procreation in space what is procreation in a sentence is that just someone miss spelling punctuation in a sentence like oh no they're asking how do i use the word procreation in a sentence i've heard this word and i don't know what it means procreation in heaven brad what is this weird because the bible doesn't look it's been a while but i do i do keep up on i guess well i do keep up on world religions and Mm -hmm. those closer at home bored with christianity obviously because it's stupid um, but I do not remember them ever mentioning procreation in heaven. I don't think the angels procreate. They're all dudes. Um, God doesn't seem to procreate. Are we procreating in heaven? Or are people concerned, like, look, I get up to heaven. I was married before. My wife died. I'm in heaven now. I got two wives. Can I still have kids with these two wives? Alex, um, I added something to this search. Okay. I added uh, procreation in heaven, comma, lds.net. Perfect. <laughs> um, uh, the first one is, no, that's stupid. Um, here's an article from lds.net. Is polygamy required in heaven? <laughs> <laughs> um, short answer, no, exclamation point. Joseph Smith never taught, nor did God ever reveal to him that polygamy was a requirement for exaltation. Many modern polygamists and even some LDS church members believe that Joseph Smith and other church leaders have taught that exaltation requires polygamy. However, the revelation on celestial and plural marriage teaches that the law and the covenant that must be obeyed to avoid damnation is eternal marriage, not plural marriage. So, don't get it confused. (laughs) I mean, you gotta get married, or you're going to hell. But you only have to be married to one person. So you gotta have at least one under your belt. Otherwise, you're going to hell. So, you know. I'm not seeing anything about procreation in heaven. Will there be new people in heaven? Is the first return I get from procreation in heaven. Will there be sex in heaven? (laughs) Gotquestions.org. Will it be possible for babies to be born in heaven? Will there be sex in heaven? Christian Research Institute. What's what's what are you researching there, guys? Uh, I'm looking at Eternal Perspectives Ministry um, with Randy Alcorn. Worst name, Randy Alcorn. Um, is it possible for babies to be born in heaven? Question from a reader. Though there is no marriage between man and woman in heaven. Oh, the Mormons would disagree. Um, Wholeheartedly. 
Is it possible for a woman to be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit, as Mary was, and give birth in heaven? I think of all the women here on earth who are unable to conceive, and I love babies so much that I can't imagine a heaven where there aren't newborns. What? <laughs> Answer. Heaven is our ultimate home, where all our deepest and truest desires will be met. These desires are for an intimate relationship with our Creator, and also relationships with other redeemed people. Hmm. There is no evidence in the Bible that there will be new babies in heaven, and it seems <laughs> unlikely that anyone will bear offspring in heaven. <laughs> uh, the thinking is that since there is no marriage in heaven, Mormons disagree, there will be no procreation and the human race will be fulfilled in number. What? One of the things that makes a human a human is having a genetic code of two parents. <laughs> Which would not be the case if the Holy Spirit overshadowed women. Stop saying overshadowed women. You mean raped women? <laughs> if the, if, I'm just going to change this. If the Holy Spirit raped women in heaven. <laughs> also, the raping was for the purpose of, of incarnation of God into humanity. This was a very specific circumstance. and was a one-time thing. <laughs> oh, I guess it's cool then. Cool. Okay. All right, God. You're only going to get six months in jail for that then. Um, so God was also a great swimmer. Nobody talks about it. Great swimmer. So according to scripture, when the Holy Spirit rapes a woman, it is not for the beginning of simply a human, but for the God-man, Jesus. The God-man, Jesus. <laughs> the God-man, Jesus. <laughs> However, there is no need to feel discouraged of mourn or mourn this loss, because that feeling you experience around babies, the love and joy and beauty and innocence of an infant, will be fulfilled in truer and greater ways in heaven, even if not specifically even if not fulfilled <laughs> specifically through babies. There will be more satisfying joys in heaven than we can now conceive. We don't know how people's age at death will affect the resurrection resurrected life on the new earth <laughs> they've already died their existence in the present heaven we'll just have to wait and find out exclamation point cool we'll hang out with that rapist shadower <laughs> you know god overshadowed mary brad there was some sort of chair creaking or something it sounded like you were typing everything you were just <laughs> i'm just writing this on my website uh, by the way i am randy alcorn uh, <laughs> What is, I under, okay, there has to be a point where Christians stop and think, if this hasn't been addressed in the Bible so far, why? Is it because deep down we kind of suspect or know that there's no such things as heaven and that concepts or ideas like this are kind of dumb? Obviously not, because they keep searching for these things. This is a pressing question more so than something that might actually help humanity learning to procreate in space. <laughs> maybe, just maybe. Here's, here's a rabbit hole I'm going through in my mind as you were reading that. Because okay. I see another one here um, from Deep Truths. Born in heaven? Can you have babies in heaven? And also, will there be, were there, will there be marriage and sex in heaven? Is there someone thinking, you know what, virginity is a, pr a prize, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna wait till I'm dead and get my virgin, have the purest virginity for when I get up to heaven and then meet the right girl and then we lose our virginity to each other in heaven. It's super virginity. I'm Ugh. gonna have it. I'm gonna Gross. have super virginity. <laughs> I'm saving myself for the afterlife and those Ugh. others who have saved themselves. 
or those who died at a young age and then matured in heaven. Oh. They'll need someone. Ew. <laughs> Gross. Look, these women on earth just aren't doing it for me. What I need is a heavenly bride who's a, vir- who's a double virgin like me. A heavenly virgin. Oh, that's the worst. That is, because you know there's people like that. That is oh, gross no. and fucking strange. And just like you said, and that the saddest thing. Hold up, I need to go shut the door because the cat may open it and, <laughs> and run out. I think it may have a cat runner, and that's all. Oh, that's no. how we all know that the monsters start. Happy holidays. Can you watch? Can you watch my cat for two weeks during Christmas, please? Oh no! I'll be right back. I think my favorite, one of the return search returns is sex in heaven? Question mark. Desiring God. You <laughs> stop trying to get fucked by God. And I got fucked, overshadowed. <laughs> you mean raped? <laughs> what does a person in heaven have to do to get overshadowed by the Holy Spirit? Asking for a friend. Ugh. This is gross and weird, and I can't believe this is something to actually. Like how it was just almost serendipitous in the fact that it just landed in my lap. I was typing in procreation in space. Got procreation in heaven. Little Yikes. did we know that this is Yikes. a question. What other weird questions are pressing to Christians that are just beyond the bullshit or just normal stuff? Like, is there a God in the sky or somewhere out in the void of the universe looking after me? They just keep getting weirder and weirder questions. This is one of them. Well, no. Alex, um, if you want to talk about uh, crazy Christian questions, we can check in with some friends on a little website called LDS.net. LDS.net. <clears throat> Hi, guys. I'm just a carborundum. Hello, carborundum. I'm a carborundum. Um, um, this is called Employee Issue. I had a most unusual call from an employee, and the circumstances were also unusual, so some of the normal rules may not apply. So I'm having a problem deciding what sort of action I should take, if any. One. This is moonlighting work that I had given him as a contract employee. (laughs) W9-1099. Cool, thanks. Thanks for letting us know. Two. He is otherwise employed. I was helping him out. Three. He called me during off hours so as not to disturb me during my day job. Four. He's also a friend. Five. He was drinking. Fifteen minutes into the call, he started meandering and going off on tangents. Two minutes into the meanderings, he began slurring his speech. The last part sticks out in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> The part where he's meandering and slurring sticks out in your mind? Oh. The last part sticks out in my mind because he's not... Because he's not only does he knows that I'm an active Mormon, but he's also an ex-Mormon. Thus far, he's shown a decent respect for me and the faith. But this was weird. I've never been present to witness the actual descent into drunkenness. Oh, fuck you. Oh. Careful. As I said, it only took two minutes from from sober through huh, what's going on, to dude, you're drunk. I don't know about most people, but I always thought it was bad form to call your boss when you were drunk or even drinking. And I have a hunch it's affecting his work. 
<laughs> is this worth taking any action on? Wow. Brad, what are you... This is an interesting question. Not, normally we just get normal mo Mormo things and it's a little bit like, yeah. That's There's a cut and dry answer here, but if you suspect that one of your co-workers... Okay, besides the fact that this woman is very judgmental and like... Dude, you're drunk. Okay, besides all of that nonsense, do you right. think that it's the place of a boss to go to an employee and say, look, I think that you might be an alcoholic? That's, that no, that was not the question. I have a hunch it's affecting his work. A hunch. I have a hunch that this is affecting his Listen, this is, okay, they got a call. Ring-a-ding-ding. Um, this is some moonlighting work. Um, it's a contract thing. He's oh wait, I'm, he's otherwise unemployed. I was helping him out. Okay, so this guy does not have a job usually. Okay, I read that wrong earlier. I think I said he was employed. Oh. Um. He called me during off hours so as not to disturb me during my day job. See, that's another thing. He's calling on off hours. All right. So he comes over to do the contract work. Is drunk. Doesn't come over, it calls. Calls, you're drunk. Do you have a place to say something? How could you have read that and I completely misinterpreted what was going on? Don't understand. That's weird. I apologize, friend. Does she have a place to say anything? I don't... Are we for sure... I mean, it, doesn't this happen all the time? <laughs> I, I people mean... People get drunk and call people? It's, I think, it's, it's a bad form to call your boss... Drunk. Agreed. True. But this is like, this, okay, this is moonlighting work. She's helping him out. It's a contract thing. It's like not, it's, it's, it's like a little thing. He's, I, there's no details of the conversation. Is he just calling maybe to say like, hey, I just wanted to check and see, you want me to blah, 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 blah. He's, he's like, it's probably like on his list of things to do. He has, he's waiting until her off hours um, because he's just gonna ask a question. Like, yeah. I want more details about what he called about. Yeah. Um, like all this, like, um, he's an ex-Mormon. Like, I've never been present to witness the actual descent into drunkenness bullshit. Fuck off, judgmental fuck. Like, agree. You shouldn't call. You shouldn't call somebody that's paying you drunk. Agree. But. You have a hunch that this is affecting his work? You better have more than a fucking hunch. Because otherwise, fuck off. Just don't hire him for anything in the future if this is such a deal for you. Yeah. That's weird. Unless That's... it is affecting. Your hunches don't mean anything. Because you're an idiot. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing in this woman's post that make me think that she's good at hunches. Not that no. you can be good at something that you're calling a hunch, because by its, I guess, nature or even definition, it's something that... And number four is, he's also a friend. So this is a friend of yours that you're, like, calling like this. So, first of all, you're closer. So, I, you, can call, you, you can call a friend drunk. Yeah, dude, you're drunk. Calm down and call me in the morning. Yeah. Not during work hours. <laughs> so, I... Fuck off, Mormon. Grow this is up, entitlement. Like, this is some kind of, like, I'm helping this person out now. I feel like yeah. I should be able to 
to give him a little talking to. Well, like all this, like number one, this is moonlighting work, and I'd given him, I'd given him as a contract employee, W nine ten ninety nine. Two, he's otherwise unemployed. I was helping him out. Three, he called me during off hours so as not to disturb me during my day job. Four, he's also a friend. Five, he was drinking. Fifteen minutes into the call, he started meandering and going off on tangents. Two minutes into the meanderings, he began slurring his speech. All right, so what? Also, you don't know that he's drinking. Maybe, who knows? Maybe he's not feeling well. Anything could be, you don't know this. Fuck off. Yeah, that's weird. Maybe he has a fever. Mm. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Like, I thought this was your friend. Fuck your hunches. (laughs) If it's affecting his work, uh, fire him. Yeah. Quit being his boss and start being his friend. Hmm. 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 Ugh. That should go in some sort of... Well, never mind. I'm not going to finish that thought. Um, Brad, I have a question for you and okay. Canada. And Canada. Okay. Illyrio, uh, please please prepare to respond. Illyrio, um, uh, the Canadian Mint is issuing out a new... currency in the shape of the Star Trek communicator badge. What? It is large. It's the size of a Star Trek communicator Delta badge. Um, On one side, it has Elizabeth II's face. And on the other side, it has the Federation symbol. It says Canada 2016, and it says $200. It is a solid gold coin, and it is can be spent as two hundred dollars in currency. It cost one thousand three hundred dollars. What? Okay, so is this like some like some like weird like collectible bull- like is Canada selling their currency like on QVC like? Canada. This is, a, this is a collectible coin that you. It's in the shape of a Star Trek communicator with a lovely with a lovely portrait of Elizabeth II on the back. It comes with a, a certificate of authenticity, and it starts at a stupid price. Does do do Canadian coins have to feature Elizabeth II? Like, why is she on the back? There's a lot of questions, but my major one, just off the top of my head, is why is she on? Why isn't like. Picard or Data or Worf on the back. Why did you choose? Elizabeth why isn't II? Why isn't William Shatner? He's a Canadian. There you go. Obviously. What's it? Why isn't Shatner there? That would be why amazing. Is, is Elizabeth II will... like really into Star Trek? Did she call for this? What if she? What if she's like mad into Star Trek? Like she's watched she, all of it. She loves corgis and Worf. Those are her two favorite things. Corgis and Worf. She's very strong opinions about the Alpha Quadrant. Ooh. And, uh, yeah. She hates those Romulan bastards. Wow. And her face is now on a Star Trek communicator gold coin valued at 200 sold for 1300 <laughs> But if you act now, you'll also get three bottles of this amazing conditioner it's gonna it's gonna change it's gonna change your life and add a shine to your hair now for those who don't have that much money to spend on coinage 
Bet <laughs> Bet is at a higher price than it is valued. Mm-hmm. They are rolling out an entire line of Star Trek collectible coins, okay. starting at starting at twenty dollars for a twenty dollar coin. Now okay. that's reasonable. Yeah, that's, that's reasonable. That's great. But the problem is, like, um, like if you turn over on the back, there's like a portrait of like uh, of like some real like real like third tier like Star Trek characters. It's like, hey, what's up? It's uh, it's uh, Barclay. It's, Barkley. Barkley with that computer thing in his head from that one episode. Nice. Uh, hey, it's Guinan. Yeah. But not Guinan like in Tin Forward, Guinan in like the Old West when Data oh, went yeah. back in time. Nice. And he lost his head. One of them's also Data's disembodied head. Mm, nice. There's the, there's, oh, here's the coin with Scotty when he was possessed by Jack the Ripper. Ha ha ha. There's a lot of weird Canadian Star Trek coins. Yeah, yeah. There's also ten dollar coins. I will but that say one, that one's got like the like the the guy from the uh, Tribbles episode, but like the the merchant guy that sells them. Oh yeah, it's got that guy, Quark's nephew or brother or whoever else was in that little <laughs> bar with him. I don't. Oh. The ooze planet Odo came from. It's all one of the coins. That's oh, what it's you get Dax. for ten dollars. Oh, this one's got Dax. Oh, but it's the other Dax. Oh, it's from the it's later episodes. Oh. Yeah, or like ninth Dax. I don't. I don't remember. Ugh. Yeah. Um. Uh, I will say this: they have perfected a type of screen printing on coins that's actually kind of baller. So you get a silver coin, a $10 silver coin with Spock on it. It features his tricorder. <laughs> this is the, so weird. The Elizabeth II. <laughs> and also a picture of Spock <laughs> looking and shooting out his uh, little phaser. And it's full colored and it, it's a striking resemblance to, to uh, Leonard Nimoy. Fair enough. Canada? What's up? Why are you... Are there other collective... Are, is this just Star Trek or have they done with the, this other properties? Was there a Star Wars coin set? Like, I need to know all all legal tender in Canada and what graces it. Besides besides um, uh, her grace, Elizabeth II. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, Why is she on the back of this Star Trek? <laughs> Two hundred dollars gold currency, obviously. Who spends um, that? If you were super rich, yes, buy all of these and just spend them as legal tender. Can you break a Queen Elizabeth II Star Trek insignia? <gasps> oh, I'll take my change in twenty dollar <laughs> uh, traveler coins. Oh. The guy, the guy who, who recruited Wesley Fuck. on that very racist Native American episode of Star Trek that everyone yeah. doesn't talk about, but we all know what happened. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that Scottish lass that was in that one episode where they were the people that would clone themselves until they couldn't clone anymore, and then there was like this group of like, I don't know why they were Scottish people, but just like in space. Oh no, no, no! They were Irish. It was even worse. 
Because it was all like, I, it was like potato famine nonsense or something. Like, it was like some real, like, and it was some real sketchy accents too. How did that even, like, how did oh, they even for, think that was going to fly? During the so, potato famine, someone like abducted these Irish people and put them on the planet? Like, wanna, how else does that happen? I want to say there was some reference to potato famine. Like, it was like, it's, oh, manzies. That's some like, yeah, that's some sketchy stuff. I want yes. I'll take. I'll take as many. I'll, I'll take as many coins as you have of those people, please. Oh fuck! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Brad, I have one final. How does it end? Dating edition for you. Okay. If you are game. I always, always. Brad, buckle up. We're about to go to an episode of The Dating Game, a hit ABC television show in the 70s. Oh, boy. Um, there was a woman up there. Um, she was a teacher, a school teacher. Uh, and, uh, Brad, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know what she's getting into. Mm-hmm. She should have known. Oh. So there was a uh, bachelor number one was a dashing young man. Oh, beautiful, okay. beautiful head of hair. Uh huh. Wonderful brown and white leisure suit. Let me just start asking them questions. There were three guys. Dating game. There's three guys behind a screen. The 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 woman who's going to go on these date on a date um, asks them questions, and after based purely on their questions, she will choose one of them to go on a date with. Mm-hmm. Bachelor number one. What is the best time? Bachelor says, best time is at night. Nighttime. Why do you say that? Because it's the only time there is. What's wrong with the morning or afternoon? Well, those are okay, but nighttime's when it's really getting good. (laughs) I'm a drama teacher, and I'm going to audition you for my private class. Bachelor number one, you're a dirty old man. Take it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a weird question. Bachelor number one. Ugh, come on. Come over. Ugh. Cheryl's the name of our bachelorette. Mm-hmm. I'm, serving, I'm serving you dinner. What are you called and what do you like? I'm called the banana and I look really good. Could you be more descriptive? Pill me. Hmm. Um, somehow, during the course of this show, she gets smitten with this guy. Sees him. Pretty cute guy. How does it end, Brad? <laughs> um. Dating show. You talk to this guy. Weird answers, but you uh-huh. know, he's, he's, he's cute. He's fun. I mean, this is everything's supposed to be cloaked innuendo. He likes nighttime. That's a... So... Uh-huh. You're like, okay, out of all these guys, don't even know what the other two guys said to make sure this guy won. This is the guy I want. I'm a drama teacher. Let's do this. It's the 70s. How does it end? Um, I'm sure it ends perfectly happy and not with a lot of killings and murders um, with uh, between 8 and uh, 130 victims. I'm sure that's not it, right? <laughs> Brad. Hmm? I figured I would end 
the same way we started the twist on uh, what happens next. <laughs> Brad is correct. It actually does end that oh. way. Cheryl, after a bit of talking but after the show, realized, holy shit, this guy's a creep. I am not going to go on a date with him. Which was probably for the best, Cheryl. Yeah. Because he turned down to be a serial killer. Yeah, yeah. Nighttime's the best time. Holy shit. Oh, is it? Cool. Oh. Yeah, this is Rodney Alcala. Yep, serial um, killer. Yeah. I, I was creeped out that not only did I remember that story, but I remembered his name. Yeah. That's kind of creeping me out, actually, Brad. But, I mean, this has an effect on you. This Ugh. guy was allowed to be on the gay dating game even after he was a convicted rapist and a registered sex offender. Yeah, uh-huh. Perfect for the dating game. Wouldn't it be funny if she picked him? I mean, he's the kind of, he's the kind of guy we need to shake it up. Alex, he'd only oh. already killed two women in California, okay? And two others in New York. So, Holy I mean... shit. Is she going to pick him? <gasps> we did not anticipate this happening. We did not anticipate this happening. He'd already killed two women? Can I just read this? Um, host Jim Lang introduced him as a successful photographer who got his start when his father found him in the dark room at the age of 13, fully developed. Between, between takes, you might find him skydiving or motorcycling. Or murdering or <laughs> raping. Twist part, he often lured women... Um, with the line, or I guess the ruse of, hey, I'm an amateur photographer, I'd like to take your picture. Which I guess you could do in the 70s. I think you've got that model look. Can you, do you mind just Hi. coming over, maybe taking a few shots? Yikes. When? Nighttime. It's the best time. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope craziness i mean come on <laughs> yes indeed i don't i read that one first and thought well nothing's gonna top that oh yeah <laughs> i'm gonna have to work downward from this one guys thank you so much for listening to ram jack we really appreciate it brad and i love doing the show get in contact with us there's a way to get at us through the voicemail you can find that number at our website ramjackpodcast.com come to the facebook group it's a lively discussion Fun times, good stuff. Indeed. And friends, in this uh, dark, <laughs> upsetting episode, uh, um, I, hopefully humorous. Hopefully it lights. Oh, listen, listen, guys. We are, we've been in some dark times. I'm living in Orlando. It's a dark place right now. Um, we're just tr- we're trying to have some fun and some laughs in uh, the face of horrific tragedies in the world also hillary clinton's gonna be the fucking democratic nomination for president like it's a bad time in the world right now um overall um but if we can leave you with one piece of advice uh, just know this if your date orders an arnold palmer at a sushi restaurant it's it's just just a gross. It's a gross fucking test. Can't. Can't have it. You know who's having a good time? Mm-hmm. Noted Star Trek enthusiast, Elizabeth II. <laughs> <laughs>
bitch loves Star Trek. Loves Star Trek. Don't even don't even ask her who her favorite captain is. She can't pick. Oh, she she'll talk to you. She'll talk your ear off. <laughs> All of her foreign policy decisions were influenced by Star Trek episodes. Don't ask her about J.J. Abrams though. She gets super pissed off about mm. those new movies. She can't handle it. J.J. Abrams is not allowed in England. <laughs> By order of the Queen. And now we know why. So does Canada. Mm. Mm. Yeah.